welcome. You're listening to a sermon podcast from Oak Hills Church in Folsom, California. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this beautiful truth that you were the long-expected one. And our hearts continue to desire to experience you in this very strange time in the history of the world and in this very strange time for many of us as we navigate so many things and yet we believe that you are the one who has come, that you continue to reign over all things and we thank you for this opportunity to reflect upon this amazing truth that you are the light of the world and you have brought hope to us all. We pray to be nourished as we reflect on these things. In Christ's name we pray, amen. It's just really good to be gathered together here for us all to be here uh, and to simply gather as a church family and worship together. And uh, it's just really fun. Again, this, there's a lot of work that goes into setting up out here, but we appreciate you coming and appreciate all the work that so many people do to make this happen. And most especially just these times, whether it be before uh, we actually officially begin, while we're here, while we're worshiping, all the things happening. I just loved Jim trying to find the right page to read from and shining that light. He didn't mention it. I think his eyes are probably a little old for that small of print, but that's another story. It's just really fun to gather in the realness and in the rawness of what it means to be people, and especially what it means to be people in these interesting times, to to gather, to worship God, to celebrate him, And again, I appreciate you being here tonight. Every year, right around Thanksgiving, there's an annual tradition, you might call it, that kind of unfolds in our family. It started when our children were very young, and it still continues to to this day, even though all of them are, two of them are well into their 20s, and one of them is 23. The tradition continues, and the tradition goes something like this. Let's all make sure we bug dad so he puts up Christmas lights on the outside of the house. This has been going on for 20-some years. Every year around Thanksgiving, this starts to come up. You're going to put lights outside. You're going to string them up this year. I've had near-death experiences hanging lights outside our house, and I am confident my continuance as a living, breathing human being is secondary to my family, to the lights actually being up. So many times I've been stretching and reaching, hanging down from the roof, trying to string these lights up. And the weird thing about this is as our kids have gotten older, sometimes, many times, they're not even home and they're demanding that lights be hung. So my daughter's up in Oregon over Christmas when she was in college. You're gonna put lights up that, you're not even gonna be here, what do you care? No, I want the lights up. We have a daughter in Spain right now. Dad, you're putting lights up, right? We're not, what? You're not even here. When you get here, it'll be like three days before Christmas. We'll be starting to think about taking stuff down and you want to put lights up. So there's just this thing about, we got to have lights outside of our house. And you may know this, but people have been stringing up Christmas lights for a couple hundred years. And if you kind of look into this, you'll find out like many things in life that the beginning of hanging Christmas lights was basically rooted in a marketing promotion to uh, push forward and make money off uh, light bulb. Before that, people would put candles in trees, which 
just saying it, it doesn't sound like a very good idea. And it wasn't. There were lots of fires. Um, but this season of the year is a festival of light. And this is true both for people of faith and for those who profess no particular faith. Let me read to you from John chapter 1, two verses, verses 4 and 5. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. For Christ followers, Christmas lights on a tree, Christmas lights outside of a house are a reminder to us that Jesus is the light of all mankind, to use John's words. He brings hope to those who long for hope. He brings light to those who are feeling the tightening grip of darkness in their lives. And however deep the darkness, the Apostle John tells us that this darkness does not and cannot overcome the light of our King and Savior, Jesus. And I love the way John puts it in these two verses. He says, Jesus' life, that is his example, his way is the light of all mankind. His life shows us how life is supposed to be lived. So Jesus perfectly exemplifies the life you and I were designed and created to live. His life is a light for us. And again, as John says, for all people that shows us how to love God, shows us how to find peace and how to live the way we were created to live. And our reading talks about this light shining in the darkness. It's so cool to be here as the darkness continues to descend. It's really cool to talk about this as the darkness continues to descend. It's fun to be here when it's a little later in the day, a little darker, a little colder. I know some of you, one of you who will remain nameless, uh, but you may know him, Randy Chance. Anyway, he came up to me beforehand. He said, you better not go long tonight because it's getting cold and we want to get out of here. So I get all that. But it's cool to be here. Darkness is settling in on us like it does every night. And just being here tonight on this second Sunday of Advent kind of drives home our desire for light. We crave the warmth uh, of a fire, the light of a fire. When we're in the darkness, we crave the guidance the light gives. You may not have seen it, but Jim was shining a light into the Bible, trying to see in the midst of the darkness, and light gives us guidance in the darkness. When darkness comes, sometimes fear rises, and we long for just a glimmer of light to ease our anxiety. Most of the Bible was written, spoken, stories were told, and it was directed at people who were in the midst of some kind of darkness. They were in trouble, or they were being oppressed, or they were strangers in a foreign land, slaves in Egypt, wandering for 40 years in a barren desert, exiled in a land called Assyria, exiled in a land called Babylon. Or, in the reading that was read earlier from Luke, living under the thumb of the Roman Empire. Darkness, people living in darkness, longing for hope. And people who live in darkness long for hope. They long for light from God 
to come and to deliver them. We were driving around, Julie and I, yesterday after dark. It was right around this time. And I don't know if this is true, maybe wrong, but it just seems to me that there are less Christmas lights on people's houses this year than in years past. We are now about eight months into a pandemic. There's really no imminent or immediate end in sight. COVID has created a kind of lingering darkness. And I think all of us feel it. It's also created a kind of rising of despair. And I can tell you, I feel it. And I imagine some of you feel it as well. Well, here's the good news. The light of Jesus shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot and the darkness will not overcome it. 2,000 years ago when Jesus came in human flesh, he was then for those living in darkness, living under the thumb of the Roman Empire, those who were living whose parents and grandparents and great-grandparents going back hundreds and thousands of years had longed for God to come, those that were living at the time that Jesus came, the light of Jesus came to them. The light of Jesus brought hope to them. The light of Jesus came to those who were living in darkness and came to those who had hoped for and longed for light from God for centuries. And I simply want to say to us tonight, in the midst of the darkness of COVID, in the midst of the darkness of sin, in the midst of the darkness of whatever it is that you might be going through, and in the midst of the creeping despair the pandemic has created, the light of Jesus still shines in the darkness. And there is no darkness of any kind, no matter how thick it is, that can overcome the light of Jesus or defeat the light of Jesus or snuff out the light of Jesus. The light of God has come in the person of Jesus Christ and there is no darkness that can turn that light off. So maybe this year especially, with all the COVID burdens and pressures and heaviness and despair, maybe this year especially, my children are right. There should be lights outside. Because the lights on our trees and the lights on our houses and the lights here at our church facility and the lights soon to be lit on this tree behind me and in other parts of our facility, maybe this year especially, these lights remind us that in Jesus was life and his life, his way, is our light, and he is the light of all mankind. So we celebrate tonight the light of the world in the midst of COVID darkness. And we thank God for Jesus who has come to us as the light of the world. We worship him as the true light that gives light to all, as the apostle John says it. And we remember tonight, Jesus will never be overcome by anything. He will never be snuffed out by anything. There is no darkness more powerful than his light. He is greater, he is stronger, and his light shines no matter how deep the darkness.